get up, BDL. It's time for the Inside Podcast number eight with Mike and Scotty. No apologies to make in this episode, although we probably should for all the shade thrown at the bottom-dwelling bridesmaid clubs whose tear-soaked jerseys have littered the annals of BDL history. More on that later. We're excited to talk to our favorite Bostonian on today's show. Kevin of the Double Downs joins us to discuss his minuscule playoff odds and the unrelenting stress of playing in the BDL East. It's a good show today. It's a good show. You're going to enjoy it. Hey, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. We love you guys, really. Most of you. You're listening to BDL Radio. Crank it up for number eight because the inside pod is on fire. Inside pod number eight, Mike, number eight already. We are storming through these shows. Uh, I don't know what you have planned tonight. I, I have nothing down on paper whatsoever. Are we just winging this whole show? That's what we normally do, Scotty. We have a lot of plans for these shows. This is the I, most know, I, ill-prepared podcast in history, I think. I was just I was trying to kick a little bit of dirt over that fact so that, you know, it doesn't appear that we're just totally flying by the seat of our pants here. But mm-hmm. uh, thanks for, um, as they say in the wrestling biz, exposing the business. Exactly. Hello, fourth wall. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, hey, we told you it wouldn't be too long before we'd be back. Uh, we are back and we're happy to be back on the air. Uh, have a great uh, show lined up. Cool guests we've not heard from in a while, I think. Um, but uh, yeah, just to kick things off a little bit first here, uh, just want to share a little quick report. It was uh, really cool to see uh, several of the guys in Durham for BDL weekend, which sort of came together, um, not really by accident. Accident, I'll say, but but uh, you know, it wasn't really a necessarily a, a you know preseason preplanned uh, sort of thing. It just kind of fell together. Uh, there with a few of the guys. Chris had to be in the Carolinas, um, I think, for a vacation with his family. And, you know, Brent and and uh, Matt lived nearby, of course, in Durham and, and Brian not too far. So we were able to kind of make a little make a little uh, quick, quick weekend of it and uh, drove down. We did from uh, Virginia, about a four and a half hour drive for us to, to Durham and and uh, it was a really good time. Of course, the first opportunity for anybody else in the league, other than um, Brent, of course. I, th- I think I'm right about this. Uh, to to meet Matt now, uh, former BDL champion Matt of the Cardinals. Uh, so that that was a that was a neat uh, neat thing for those who were there. And always fun to get together. And you know, it's not something we've really done in. A few years now. Well, except for, you know, every now and then you see kind of these miniature BDL things kind of happen. I think Brian and Kevin actually got together in Boston. Was that earlier this year? I think I saw. Yeah. So you kind of see those little things happen from time to time. But um, 
uh, we had we had five of us there in Durham. Uh, certainly the the biggest group since I guess the last time we were in Durham for a BDL event a few years ago. Um, got to see Leanne, Chris's wife, uh, for the first time. Well, uh, let's see. I guess I saw them both about a year and a half ago in Denver, but uh, first time she had uh, gotten to come to uh, spend some time with the crew in 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 a while. Uh, of course, uh, Brent's Brent's family and uh, Angela and the uh, new uh, young lady that they have, and and uh, it was my first chance to uh, to get to to see uh, see the, the baby, baby there. So that was a lot of fun, and and of course uh, my crew uh, brought Joe and the kids uh, down, and it was uh, as they say a a good time was had by all. So just want to thank everyone who was able to to be there uh, for that event. Um, taking time uh, to drive into the bowels of Durham and uh, and uh, sit down for a few hot dogs and and just enjoy some good company. Had great weather. It was a good day. Uh, Bulls won. Yay, go Bulls! And uh, great little ballpark there too. You know, it's, uh, of course, I've been there a few times now, but uh, uh, really, really one of the best minor league parks uh, I think in in uh, certainly AAA um, that I have been to, um, before. And, uh, it's a, it's a good experience, but sorry, you couldn't be there, man. But, uh, I suspect you're still shackled, uh, we, we are in the shackled. great white North. I am. I wouldn't be able to drive to the United States, even if I wanted to, uh, the, border, <laughs> the border is still closed. I don't know if that's a BDL thing or if that's just an overall <laughs> policy for the country. Uh, not that I've, <laughs> although there was zero chance I'll be traveling that far anyways, but uh, actually yeah. I'm on vacation starting end of work day today. So we're actually heading up North. Ah. I know it sounds silly. A Canadian has, is heading up North. Up North. This, this is what we do. We go further North than we already are when we go on vacation. That's so just it, bizarre. It'll, it'll be interesting to see my wife try to wipe down every hard surface she walks by when we're up there for four days. So that'll be uh, going north of Toronto in yeah. August. Are you going snow skiing? We're going to go see Santa. That's what it is. So we're going to visit yeah. Santa Claus. Yeah, makes sense. Makes yep. sense. Yeah. Speaking of uh, sanitizing every surface you come across, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm glad we did get get together for BDO weekend um, when we did. Based on the uptick, at least in the yep. states that, that we have experienced since the last time we were on the air, do me a um, favor, Scotty. Tell me not to make any more damn predictions, because on the last <laughs> show, I believe my exact words were: things are getting really bad in the UK, and I fear it's going to get really bad in the states soon. I didn't uh, think it'd be this bad this soon. I just thought, yeah, a little worse. It's like tripled since I made that statement. So I need to learn to shut up about this stuff. Yeah, it's, hoping it's, things get better soon too. Wow. I, I I hope so. It's it's yeah. It's not a good time here right now. It's it has yeah. really spiked hard hard. Yep. Um, and uh, that was of course right after we got back from vacation more or less, and and got then got back the weekend later from mm -hmm. uh, from Durham. It's a good um, thing you traveled when you did. Yeah, yeah, that's what we were now. saying. Yeah, that's what we yeah we just we kind of hit that sweet spot when things were more or less opened up, you know, and, and, and snuck that in. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, that's before they started putting a hundred thousand people in a stadium for a concert thinking nothing would happen. So yeah, 
We cool for that, but let's have Flawless everybody. Yeah, great. Our lives. Great, great thinking, lives. everybody. Well, on the yeah, great. <laughs> I don't know. On the on the actual BDL front, we hmm. are just beyond the trade deadline, and I thought it might be a good thing if just briefly we sort of uh, went over a few deals. Um, uh, you know, just take a look at maybe the highest value deals that we saw fly by the commissioner's desk there. Um, on, on deadline or just before deadline day uh, here in the BDL and fair amount of activity. And I think we have, you know, some several contenders this year who know they have a shot as long as they eke into the playoffs. And um, some, some of those moves, I think were certainly motivated uh, by those, uh, by those feelings. And um, so Mike, just, I guess, what, what, what do you see here as being the, uh, top two or three or so best trades at the deadline in the BDL in terms of value for, uh, for teams. Who, who are the winners? Yeah. For me, there were, there, there were two kind of trades that kind of stood out and they're kind of linked together. Uh, and they both feature the killer car company of Anaheim. Uh, the first one is with the cramps. We got Joe Adele, uh, Manuel Classe, Kyle Schwarber and a draft back. And he moved off, uh, Alex Reyes, Randy Rosarina, and some prospect I never heard of. Fernandez is probably a few years away. I like the deal for the Cramps. They got a top closer. Uh, the upgrader from Schwarber going to Rosarina, I think. You know, he, he has similar power and he's got good speed. So I think that's a good pickup for, for them. So I think they did well on that. What what I found really interesting is what the cars did with that trade. Because it, it, it almost seems like this was almost kind of a three-team trade where he kind of had – these pieces set up where either he had other trades in place or he just immediately went on a trade spree because he got in Joe Adele and he immediately flipped him to the Amish for uh, Shane McClanahan. Uh, he got Emmanuel Classe, which to me didn't make a lot of sense. If he's not going for it, why bring in a closer? He immediately traded him to the damage, which I really like. And he got Kyle Schwarber in, who's like 27 to 28 years old. You know, has good power. You know, has a good piece for him going forward. And then the cars made another trade, which was a really interesting one with the damage. Uh, he got Shane Bieber. I think he got him back. I think he had him originally. And uh, and a prospect. And he traded him uh, Turner of the Dodgers, like 36 years old, 35, 36 years old. You know, a, 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 a guy having a really good season, but probably unlikely to have many more really good seasons. Uh, traded him Class A that he got from the Cramps. And he traded him Zach Plezak. So... For me, this just looks like a really interesting trade on both parts. It almost looks like the damage, while not giving up on Shane Bieber, I, I'm not sure if he feels he's kind of the top flight ace that everyone thought he was to begin the season. And it seems like Johnny's kind of betting on a return to form with him because to go from Plezak to Bieber is, you know, it's a, it's a pretty big downgrade going from Bieber to, to, to Plezak. So, Mm -hmm. A very interesting trade there. Like, I'm not sure what the motivation on the damage part was. Like, is he just a really big believer in Plesak and maybe soured a little bit on Bieber? You know, because bringing in a guy like Turner while a good player now, it's a definitely kind of a Band-Aid kind of move. So, you know, I was intrigued by that move. And the other team that I really liked what they did this year were the Vipers. Uh, it's a thing that I cry about every season where teams that are not contending 
hold on to older guys and don't move them. And finally, we have a team that looked at his roster and said, you know what? I've got three or four older guys that are having kind of career seasons. And why don't I move them now since they're probably mm-hmm. not going to be really valuable in the future? And I think he, he perfectly timed this. He traded Kyle Gibson, who's 33 years old, who's having a career, who's having a career year, who is never going to be this good again. Traded Robbie Grossman, a guy who's been on waivers about 19,000 times in our league. Moved him, got value back. <laughs> uh, traded Jameson Tyon, a guy I really like, a guy who's hurt three quarters of the time. Moved him. You know, just just really solid rebuilding moves where you know you're not going to win the title this year, so why are you going to hold on to an asset that is just going to depreciate in value over the next few months? It, it's yeah, it's yeah. nice to see just like a really well-thought-out plan for teams that are not going for it. We don't see it a lot, but these are the kind of moves – that are two, two, three years down the road when he, when he has a star that he got back in one of those trades, he's gonna look back and say, "Man, did I do the right thing?" So that was really yeah, nice. To see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Vipers were um, certainly very active. Uh, there were mm-hmm. uh, a couple moves um, really that I had hoped possibly to uh, be able to execute for the Gens with the Vipers. It just uh, they they didn't come together by the deadline. Uh, was kind of spinning several plates trying to get something done, uh, which yeah. unfortunately did not happen for the generals. But uh, yeah, I, I agree with you on on that for the Vipers. Personally, for me, it was a quiet trade deadline as well as you. Uh, I got Scherzer a couple weeks before the deadline. I kind of sensed, yep. you know, this was going to be kind of a weird market for starting pitching. So I thought, you know what, it probably makes sense to get to it early. Uh, it certainly wasn't the cheapest price in the world. Maybe overpaid a little bit, but anytime you get back a star arm, you know, sometimes you got to bite the bullet and go for it. So that's how I felt on that one. Right. Right. Yeah. I think I agree with you too. You know, we are seeing, you know, um, uh, some teams that, you know, they, they know they're on the bubble. They, they, they know they still have an opportunity to claw into those wild card spots. And really we're just kind of throwing things at the wall to see what might stick. Um, you mentioned Plesak earlier. Uh, I, <laughs> I think he was included in packages to at least a half a dozen teams mm-hmm. at the deadline, at least according to the chatter I was hearing, um, uh, which is uh, no- nothing wrong with that, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, the damage, um, I think, you know, uh, you're just looking at the standings. Uh, they're in a precarious position right now, um, but still within striking distance. So we're, they were trying to get something done. Um, to to shore up some uh, to shore up some spots on the roster to to try to make that push here over the next uh, these last few last few weeks. But yep, yeah, yep. it's going to be really tight between damage Cardinals and maybe the double downs. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a that is a that spots. is the one to keep an eye on right now. It sure it sure is that that yep. wild card race is 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 uh, is quite uh, quite interesting at yeah. the moment because one one really good team is going to miss the playoffs and. I'm gonna feel bad, but I'm really not gonna feel bad at all. But one no, really you're not. Team, <laughs> one, one, one really good team is not gonna make the playoffs. It seems uh, a tad unfortunate. But I'm just happy it's not me. So that's okay. Yeah, yeah, and, and that 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 sub story there that you know we are at least at least I'm keeping uh, keeping an eye on. I, I imagine others are tracking. You know, is is this this is this is we're getting getting dangerously close to to finally seeing the damage fall out of the playoffs in this league for after, the first time in how long um 
if it, I'll, I'll verify this uh, uh, this fact. Has Bill ever correct myself? Made, has Bill ever not made the playoffs? I'll, I'll correct myself on the yeah. forum if this is if this is wrong. I, going from memory, I think I think that the damage um, under the ownership of of Bill. I'm trying to quickly cycle through. I'm, I'm yeah, looking and, and, through. And, I don't think he's ever missed. He he, thirteen seasons um, minus last year, and not not counting the BDL championship tournament that you know qualifying for the quote unquote playoffs. So mm-hmm. a little bit, it's kind of hard to determine yeah. what that means in in a in a tournament bracket like yeah. that. But th- throwing that year out, thirteen seasons, thirteen playoff qualifications. Jeez, yeah. is 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 this the year? You know, and that's my gosh, I don't that's you know. Amazing. That's it's it's more than amazing. Yeah, I mean, I mean it, he. Uh, it's well. Anyway, well, let, let's stick a pin in that one. I, I don't want to go too far down that rabbit hole mm-hmm. uh, until and unless we actually have a story there to uh, to mm-hmm. talk about. Which uh, it, it's very possible that we will here toward the end of the season, and um, that's 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 more than a headline. That's mm-hmm. um, that's that's a commemorative issue of <laughs> something. <laughs> You know, that basically so, is the Undertaker streak at WrestleMania for all you wrestling fans. Yeah, like that. that's a great call. And that, that actually is, makes that is... sense because Bill is the Lord of Darkness. So it actually, <laughs> it actually makes, it actually makes complete, this is a perfect call. <laughs> oh boy. That's, and that's I'm, I'm going to get some hate mail on that one. I'm just kidding, Bill. Love you, buddy. That's good. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fun fun trade deadline, and and kind of kind of to shift gears a little bit here, um, Mike. You know, we uh, in in uh, really looking at at, at teams. Um, speaking of the damage and, and others who, uh, you know, have perennial success, shifting to those maybe that don't so much. Um, so on on today's podcast, guys, uh, we uh, are throwing at you an interview with Kevin of the Double Downs. He will be on the show. Uh, here in just a little while coming up after our uh, introductory segment here. And when we uh, first um, talked with Kevin about uh, appearing on the show for the Inside Pod number eight uh, and and got him on the schedule to be here, uh, you know, we started to look at possible topics for the show and content and, and you know, what would what would make a good uh, uh, few discussion points and those things as, as we do, because we are so well thought out and planned on this show, Mike. Yep. Um, professionals, professionals. That's right. So, so we thought, you know, there are not, at least in terms of, of legacy owners in the league, there aren't that many left who don't have at least one championship in the league again, among legacy owners. Mm -hmm. Um, Kevin and the Double Downs, they represent one of those teams. So uh, we thought it would be fun to take a look at this topic and just to explore it a little bit. And what we've done, we've, we're going to call this Buffaloed in the BDL. Okay. Terrible. And it, it, terrible. It, it's, I, you know, maybe for Bills fans, it's terrible, but yeah, that's kind of the idea. I'm a Bills fan, yeah. <laughs> Hell, we're going to call the Minnesota Vikings in the BDL. <laughs> But that, that, that's really what we're, we're looking at here is, you know, we, we have a handful of teams now who are or that are in the running for consideration of the Buffalo Bills of the BDL. What is that team? 
what is that club? And I think we, we have a handful to choose from. And, you know, based on our historical runs and data and accomplishments, you know, that list has narrowed down to, to just a few now. You know, th- these are the hard luck, you know, heartache, um, you know, stories in, in the league. And uh, just for, for good measure, let me point out, you know, in this conversation, let's throw out teams in the league without titles who kind of fall under that three-year rule. And this is a kind of fast and loose, but, you know, I, I, at least I personally kind of feel like, you know, if you are a new owner in the league and you come in and you take over a club and, and generally when you take over a club in a dynasty league, um, there's a reason that the former owner was um, either, either pushed out or, or left, um, due to other reasons and, and that club is, is in need of some kind of rehabilitation. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, typically you're coming in with a project and generally speaking, I think when, when a new owner comes in, give that club three years, three seasons, you know, and, and there really are no excuses after three seasons e- either. You know, I think it's, you know, on, on one hand, maybe that's a little generous, you know, to give three full seasons to kind of rebuild something, but you know, it, we, we've seen, this illustrated over and over in the BDL. Uh, if, if you know what you're doing, you can take a roster in almost any shape, almost any shape mm-hmm. and turn it over into it, at least qualifying for the playoffs in a three year span. You know, if, if you can't do that, that's on you. I'm not, I'm not sure you should be in this league, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, but anyway, so there are four teams that fall under that umbrella that three year, they're still in that three year zone in that bubble. Uh, those are the Vipers, the Chicks, the Mounties and the Lions. So we're excluding them from this discussion completely. Um, they don't even count right now. They haven't been here long enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're still, uh, still, uh, getting their legs. Yeah. And to be uh, honest, two of those teams in two of those teams in the South and none of those teams count, honestly. So that's, <laughs> that's another matter entirely. Uh, okay, so that leaves us with five clubs, five BDL clubs, uh, who are all, to some degree, buffaloed in the BDL, and I'm going to try to eyeball and go through these in alphabetical order. Let's see, so you've got the Amish Brotherhood up first, Mr. Joe. Hello, Joe. Um, key stat here in our in our initial... Uh, initial ranking, one finals appearance, one finals appearance that happened last year, 2020. Yeah. Um, yeah. That happened last year. You, you know a little bit about that. Yeah, they lost to the one. Rockets. Lost to the Rockets. Lost is one way of saying it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> did, did lost. Um, the double downs, Kevin, who we'll be mm-hmm. talking to here uh, momentarily. Uh, they're also on this list. Also one finals appearance that came in 2013 when they lost to the Crawford Cramps. Mm-hmm. Let's see. We have the Elevation, our buddy Ort. Uh, here's where it starts to get a little interesting. Two finals appearances for the Elevation, 2015 and 2017. They lost to the Damage and then later to the Generals. Sorry, Ort. Um, the Killer Car Company, no surprise, on this list. Johnny, how you doing? Also, two finals appearances, 2008 and 2009, back-to-back. They lost 
to different clubs, though, back-to-back. Once to the Bulldog in, uh, Bulldogs in 08, and then to the Damage in 09. One final team. One final team. Any guesses? I know who it is, so I'm not going to guess. Yeah, I mean, of course, it's 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 the Woo. It's Wrigleyville. Uh, John, yeah, so no finals appearances for the Woo across their long history in the BDL. No finals appearances, although one great year, um, one really. Great they did year. post the best record in the BDL in 2015. They lost in the semifinals that year to the Elevation, uh, as the Elevation were advancing to the finals uh, that season. The Wu also have the fifth highest, so in last place in terms of this list of five teams, the fifth highest regular season win percentage of those five. And that's that's an under 500 all-time record, uh, around four, uh, 450, well, rounding up 452. The, 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 this, that's current as of uh, 2020. Of course, I'm throwing out 2021. We're not even done with this season, so not yep. not including any wins and losses this year yet. Yep. So in John terms of thank you for not including 2021. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, in, in terms of looking at at seeding, if we set this up as a bracket, I, I would I would say based on what we've talked about so far, you, you kind of have to throw out the woo. You know, they just don't they just don't make the cut. Um, the the only team on that list without a single finals appearance, they did have the best record in the league one year, but I think the other accomplishments by the other clubs and the fact that the Wu have the worst uh, cumulative win percentage across the history of the franchise. Um, you know, that, to me, they, they, they miss the cut. They're out of the bubble. Do, is that, do you agree? Uh, yeah, I think so. So by that logic, then this, um, well, let's see, let's just go down through here. So, the highest regular season win percentage among the four remaining clubs, you've got the Killer Cars at 532 all time. You've got the Amish Brotherhood in second place, uh, again, as of 20 into 2020, uh, right at 500. They're a 500 club. That surprises me uh, a bit that they're second. I would not have mm-hmm. guessed that. They are second, uh, although although third, um, the elevation, they they essentially they're they're just below five hundred, but but it's just I mean it's it's really close, you know. I mean the math is really close. the The elevation and the Amish are, it, it's 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 not a mathematical dead heat, but it's you could say a statistical dead heat. Gotcha. I mean it's you know when you when you look at you know when you look at you know you've got you know just barely a higher win percentage for the Amish, but the elevation have more finals appearances. Um, you know, I, I think it's just, it's just a coin flip there. So um, rounding out the four, the double downs with the fourth highest uh, at 460 round up to 466 all time. Um, so with that in mind, I, I would, personally say you would probably see the killer cars number one overall you've got the highest all-time win percentage among those teams and two finals appearances 
Any qualms with that, Mike? Yeah, no, no qualms at all. And us being a super researched podcast, you know, we put hours and hours of effort into this. <laughs> I did about nine seconds of research as you were babbling on there. And uh, the cars have finished top three in the breakdown six different times. And they were first twice in 08 and 09. And yeah, that, that was their, their finals years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and I can't imagine... Uh, that any of these other clubs are anywhere near that many times of having kind of a premium team. The car has had a championship caliber team six different times, just based on that. So yeah, I, I, think, I, I, I think you got to go killer cars. Like they, you know, they, they, they did have a, a rather long dark period, you know, after 2012, they kind of went into the, they, they were out of the years. they were out of the playoffs for four consecutive seasons. Yeah, yep. and they weren't good for those four years. Mm-hmm. And then they came back in seventeen. They're a really good team again. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I think you got to go cars. The double downs and the elevation to me are very similar clubs, even though they're not really similar. They're basically just two teams that are pretty good every year. Uh, you know, Kevin's team's always pretty good, and Ort's team's always pretty good. So for me, those are similarly ranked teams. And I don't know what to say about Joe. You any comments, Scotty? I don't know. Like Joe's, Joe's really good putting together a team that gets pretty good for a while, and then he's really good at getting bored and setting that team on fire. Like I've never, I've never seen a team do this as consistent yeah. as Joe does. He just gets bored with success. Eight well, seconds, I guess eight seconds into success, which is funny. So, yeah, and and that's that's you know he. I, I agree with you, uh, although I would say we have seen, uh, what, at least a couple times now, he, he does have the ability, Joe does, to to flip that switch and oh, yes. sell. He does but, that but then, well. But, but then, but, but in, in all fairness, to to get back in the game. He does. Near the top, at or near the top of the league in fairly short order. He does. His so, issue with staying there. Which, which is which is interesting because because you think a guy that's as good at doing both of those things, like a guy that's really good, kind of getting a team to get better quickly, and a guy really good at kind of you know kind of knocking it all down quickly, you think those two skill sets would be pretty useful in keeping a team competitive. That's not <laughs> something that he seems to uh, to do very often. I'm not I'm not sure what yeah. the motivation is there. I. And I guess the way I see these seedings, I, you know, I think you you have to have the cars at one and you probably have to have the double downs at four. I don't Um, know. I don't know about that. Because you also have to take into account, Kevin's always played in the best division. Like his entire time in this league, he's been. Okay, fair. Right. I'm pretty sure if you drop him in any other division. That 466 record becomes over 500 real fast. That's 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 a fair point. Okay, so what? Okay, we we we're, we have a consensus on the top seed. Yeah. Give g- give me your two through four. That that's where it gets it gets really tight for me. Uh, I would probably go, and this is hard. I'd probably go cars, elevation, double down, Amish. But two, three, four. Honestly, you could throw them in a hat and pick them out in any order, and I wouldn't argue with you all that much. Sure. Well, just just for the sake of argument, and that's 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 what we're doing uh, here. Just kind of let, let's 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 put them in that order: killer cars, elevation. I'm going to jot down double downs, and 
within the Amish. So that makes our bracket seating, or excuse me, bracket pairings. Um, so round one, let's talk about the elevation and the double downs. Let's mm. take these like 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 they're mat like they're matchups. Sure. From a historical perspective, you're looking at it now, right? It, it, cor correct. Mm. Now, would it be the best players they've ever had on one super team, or are we just well, I think the average club? No. Yeah, we're just we're just talking about their historical place in the league, and mm. like 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 for instance, okay, so. Um, let's see, we're, we're starting out here with um, elevation and double down. So um, let's see. So like we've, we've already talked about or the elevation two finals appearances, 2015, 2017. Um, this is this is a really interesting matchup because both of these clubs, uh, three finals appearances between them, three. Uh, 2015, 2017 for the elevation and 2013 for the double downs. However, neither club has posted the best record in the BDL ever. No, nope. ever. Uh, the elevation close, got right. The, the elevation got close in 2016. They were the second ranked team in the league. Huh, that's surprising. The, about the that. double downs got all, also got fairly close in 2013. That's the year they advanced to the finals. They were third place overall hmm. uh, league wide. Now the double downs and the elevation both have also floated in that kind of that four to seven that range. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For, for, you know, many, many seasons. Yeah. So, so, you know, you're, you're, you're talking about, you know, two, you know, and, and again, the win percentage is not, it, it probably a little skewed due to mm -hmm. due to the competitive environments, like you mentioned, especially on the, uh, in the case of the double downs. So it, it just comes down here to, you know, what, <laughs> which club, which club do you feel has, has endured the most heartache, mm -hmm. you know, in, in, you know, is, you know, which, which, which has been more buffaloed? The elevation or the double yeah, downs? See, that's a great question. I uh, see. I don't know if any of them has been buffaloed because neither of them has ever really been the best team. Uh, well, but that being someone said, has to, that someone has to move on. Or or is is always is always pretty good. And if you're always pretty good for this long a period of time, it's almost like the Bills in the Super Bowl. If you make that many of them, you're gonna bump into a victory sooner or later, right? Yeah, Apparently yeah, that's not the case. So I'm going to go Ort in that one. That one's real tight. That one's real tight, and I'm going to agree with you. And 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 here here's why. You know, we talk a lot in this league, and and specifically, I think on this show, about how you know, it, of course, it is important to build the strongest team possible, um, to to plug all the holes you can um, every season at the deadline to be as competitive as possible, but. But probably the the single most important factor to being successful, and I don't mean just winning championships, but, but just being consistently successful in the league is, is engineering a team that is in the playoffs and therefore has a shot basically every year. Mm -hmm. Basically every year. And, and and to me, although although the elevation have not been in the playoffs every single year, I, 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 you know, that's to me is more the feel of the culture of the elevation as opposed to not that the double downs have not had great teams. They of course have, but I think for a longer stretch of time across the league that has really defined the elevation. 
Um, so that's just a long winded way of saying, yes, I agree with you. <laughs> that's a good call. Good so call. anytime you agree with gonna, me, it's a smart policy right there. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Okay. So we're going to jot down, um, we're going to jot down the elevation. They're going to move on to the finals in our buffaloed in the BDL bracket. So that leaves us, it leaves us with, uh, hmm, a divisional showdown. It does with killer cars, number one seated killer cars versus the number four seated Amish brotherhood. Hmm. Let's talk about the heartbreak here. Um, you know, we've already discussed two finals appearances by the Killer Cars, 08 and 09. People forget. Um, people forget 08 and 09. Wow, I was thinking. Who was in the finals with Bill in 2010? 2010. <laughs> was uh, that his third one or is the Second, the, the, the second cars, thing, right? they, the, the cars had a really, I mean, the 2010 cars were exceptional. Um, I'm just wondering if my notes are incorrect. They're pulling, trying to pull up the schedule really. Yeah, quickly. I know, I know they beat me in the semis in 10. Who did they face in the finals? Let me see. Do, do, do. I don't think it was Johnny, was it? Do, 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 Let's do, see, do, do. Bill. Oh no, that was the that was the year the epidemic got blanked in the finals. Ah, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. How can we ten, ten, that? Yeah. Thanks for ten, showing ten up. Ten Yeah. Thanks for showing up. Jeez. Ten, ten, ten that feels like me last but, week when I played against you, Scotty. Um, Similar. Similar. We are off the. We are off the air. Off the air. <laughs> um, but in, in any case, that was a remarkable club, um, and we, we've seen that happen before. You know, the clubs that are that that good, um, not not advanced to the finals. But yep. in, in any case, that was that was a great. We've been there before. <laughs> <laughs> we we can write that book. I can write that book for sure. Uh, that that was a great that was a great three year run for the cars. Um, here here's a note. Um, second most still. To this day, second most playoff appearances in the history of the league. The Killer Cars. How many does he have? He has, if I'm not mistaken, I got to be closing to pull that up now. now. I got to be. Close he has. You up. are. Yes, you are closing. In fact, you and I both are. Okay. Um, he has. The cars have nine. Again, throwing out 2020, mm-hmm. the cars have nine playoff appearances. Yeah, the Generals have eight. Um, the Rockets have seven. I only have seven. Um, that doesn't sound. That's right. what I'm. Let me see about that because I think I've only missed the playoffs once since I started making the playoffs. I could be wrong. Okay, I'm going to look that up. Okay, well you do that. But in any case, um, as as you're fact checking me there, and, mm-hmm. and it's you know, it's what I do here. Keep you honest. That's that that that's fine. Um, in, in any case, you know, a, 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 a perennial playoff contender, although, you know, kind of a little bit skewed in recent years, you know, we've already talked about, you know, the cars having a four year off period there, uh, a few years ago and then, um, making the playoffs for a couple seasons and then missing the playoffs for a couple seasons, uh, eliminated in round one last year of the tournament. Um, but, um, Still, still, historically speaking, 
few teams have been as successful mm-hmm. uh, just in terms of, of consistency. Of course, no championships. So, I mean, that's that's certainly the reason we all play, and that has to be that has to be noted here. You're, you, there's, you know, we certainly can't place the cars uh, right now on this date in in the conversation with you know the the, the damage and the rockets and the gins and, and and you know those those clubs with multiple titles and 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 such. But uh, um, for the Amish, the Amish did post the best record in the league in 2020 uh, for what that's worth uh, across the tournament lost like we've discussed to the finals uh, and in the finals to the Rockets um, that can't again be right it what's that he couldn't have had the best record in the in the tournament last year didn't he lose to me like <laughs> not didn't he lose to me like 10 nothing in the final uh, that to me just seems mathematically impossible for him to have a better record when I when I got a, by ten games in one round that I made it to the finals. Therefore, I would have had to been over five hundred to get there, right? So unless well, he, unless um, he swept everybody on the way there, which unless, would be very unjoe like. <laughs> <laughs> unless let me put uh, unless uh, uh, unless CBS is that's uh, certainly possible. Choking on its own chicken oh, that, here. Um, uh, yeah, for sure it is because it's got me at twenty three and seventeen, and the only way that's right is if because I th- I think I beat you like ten oh or nine oh one in the final, right? And that would mean I was I somehow made the final with an under five hundred record, and I'm pretty good with math, and I don't see how you could win two rounds with an under five hundred record. <laughs> so I, I you, think you CBS beat- might be messing with us. You beat uh, you beat Joe eight two in the finals oh, last okay. year. So eight two would make me fifteen and fifteen for the rest of the tournament, and unless I squeaked out three tie breaking victories, and I'm pretty sure that didn't happen. Okay, we we yeah, we, we, can fa- we can we fact check, we can fact check. I'm fact checking everything, baby. fact checking everything. We should we should fact check your trophy while we're at it. Hey, that's not nice. <laughs> not nice. Let me make sure it's still here. Make sure it's been stolen. Yeah, it's still here. <laughs> Uh, but uh, but yeah. So, who you got? Okay, so so cars, cars Amish, right? That's like, that's right. So for me, this just comes down to when you when you say what team is kind of the Buffalo Bills and the BBL, killer cars over five year period, third in the breakdown, first in the breakdown, first in the breakdown, second in the breakdown, third in the breakdown. You know what that reminds me of? Buffalo Bills Super Bowl years. <laughs> best team, best team, second best team, second best team. So it's 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 tough to go against the cars on this one. Yeah, yeah. Really tough. I would have to agree. So the cars will move on to the finals mm. against the elevation. What a grudge match this it this is. is. Um I you know, I, I don't really know what else to say here, um, other than I mean, the cars, actually, if you look at the standings right now, the cars are on track for the second PCL wildcard this season right now. Yeah. Um, they're a playoff team. Um, so they could be driving, pun intended, toward 
toward another heartbreak as we speak. I, I don't know? just want to count as heartbreak before 41 team moves <laughs> in the playoffs. But, hey. but to your point, hey, hell, we can earn one, two hey. titles, right? So it can <laughs> earn, happen. Somehow, <laughs> somehow that did happen. Pending investigation yep. still. That's still pending investigation. That, that, that is ongoing. There are white papers yes. still circulating on it's them. It's like that Trump that, tax uh, on it. It's pending still. It's just, it just keeps pending. <laughs> Oh, oh gosh, yeah, but uh, but yeah, I, I you know, I, I think we've sort of, and, and I think you agree. You know, we, we've said all that we really need to say so far. You know, in terms of, um, you know, clubs that have experienced heartbreak mm. among this group. Yeah. Uh, when you look at the killer cars in the elevation, mm. uh, you know, Ort has certainly had a had some heartbreaking moments, you know, when you lose uh, two finals, especially that close together, when you, you have a good group of, you know, core players, um, you know, that's, that is a hard pill to swallow, but um, I I really just have to, you know, with, with, with the number of times that the cars have advanced to the playoffs uh, with the multiple finals appearances, um, uh, you know, taking time finally to rebuild that club in, in 2013, take a few steps back, roar back to the playoffs in 2017, stay in the playoffs for 2018, but really just not get anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just think there's really no other choice here. I, th- I think it's the killer cars. Um, yeah, see, on paper, I agree with you, Scotty, but I'm a jerk. And the cars never win anything, so I'm taking the elevation to win this title too. Let's let's give Johnny some more heartbreak. I'm taking the elevation. Oh me. no! You win all. Oh, that's buddy. rough. The trophy's yours. That's rough. Oh, that is just that is that is through the heart. That is a wow, Johnny. I did not, I did not plan for that to happen. I am so very sorry. Uh, you're still my bro, and. Uh, Mike and I will be having a talk after this show. <laughs> and a chuckle. Yes. <laughs> that's, man, that's uh, a... I'm like, a bad person, aren't I? I'm not a nice talk guy. Talk about... Jeez. Letting someone so much bleed for the out Canadian on the floor rap. here. So much for the nice guy Canadian rap. Throw that in the garbage. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> well, uh, so there you have it. There you have it. The elevation. <laughs> Apparently. <Rap roots. laughs> Just because we can't give Johnny a trophy, that's not going to happen. King of the Buffalo. There you go. Congratulations, Ort. We hang this title on you. Johnny, go home again. Um, but yeah, we're, we're going to find out what one of those contestants, Kevin, had to has to think, actually, about that very topic mm. and a litany of other topics concerning this season, his club, where things stand, his title chances for this season, and, and hopefully a whole lot more. Uh, We're going to throw to that interview with Kevin right now. All right, we are here with Kevin of the Double Downs. Oh my gosh, it's been a while, Kevin. What's up? Not too much, guys. Yeah, it's been way too long since I've been on the show with you guys, but uh, it's been a been a crazy last couple of years and uh, this year's going well though for at least baseball wise <laughs> uh baseball wise it was going well in, in general uh, this summer of course until what about seven or eight days ago when um uh almighty delta just decided to uh wreck everyone's 
late summer plans here. Yeah, yeah, that's, it's been a that, that's made things difficult. Though I was I was out in Vegas last weekend, so I guess maybe it hasn't uh it hasn't slowed me down too much yet. But how was Vegas, Kevin? Yeah, Vegas was awesome. I mean, it was it was busy. crazy though. It was, it was, was busy, huh? It was so busy. I I mean, we I don't think I was prepared for how busy it would be out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, you know, the people I was with are all vaccinated, obviously, but the. Uh, Still, you know, we felt like we had to wear masks at times because just, I mean, you had to wear masks inside. They actually changed the rules, um, so we never have to wear them inside. But even outside on the strip, there's just so many people there, and it's Vegas. Yeah. So just like, yeah. even if it's not COVID, you're gonna catch something walking around the the strip in that type of crowd. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we were we were there in June, and it was it was hopping, man. It yeah. was yeah, it was really busy. So, yeah. which is amazing since there's probably almost no tourists from outside of the country. And yeah, it's right. Yeah, it's that's, that's the amazing thing. Yep. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, uh, Kevin, we appreciate you taking time to be here uh, tonight, carving it out of your, your busy schedule. Uh, and we'll just kind of hop right into things. Really good to catch up. So, uh, again, appreciate you. Appreciate your time. Um, you've got the ACL's top wild card in a bear hug at the moment. The uh, East Division leading Rockets uh, look to be out of reach, uh, I think. But uh, yeah. how are you feeling about holding off the Cardinals as we enter turn four here of the season? It's gonna be it's gonna be tough. Uh, I mean, my my pitching staff has, has started to uh, feel the the wrath. I think of the of the extra innings this this year. I've got a lot of young guys who hadn't pitched a lot even before the the shortened season last year. Um, yep. you know, so I'm starting to, I've got a few guys that I'm, I'm worried about being shut down due to innings limits. Um, guys like Trevor Rogers, who have just been so off, so good all season long. And you know, he's out with some back tightness and with the Marlins, you know, being out of it, I worry about him shutting it down. Uh, so that's why at the, at the trade deadline, I tried to go out and, and grab a, you know, a couple of stability guys like, and hopefully Kyle Gibson and then add it to my offense just because I'm not as confident in, in the pitching staff holding up. Um, I think I can hold off the, the Cardinals uh, with only what three more weeks to go, and I've got an easy matchup this week against the Generals. So hopefully, I should uh, respond <laughs> there. <laughs> um, that that but, is an easy one. That is an easy I one. Mean, I mean, it's, it's, I, I don't know how easy it is. Mike Mike made it look easy at least last week. Yeah. So oh come on. <laughs> yeah. I, co- coincidentally, yeah. we're recording this interview during, of course, your matchup with the Gins, which is a actually. If you haven't looked, which is uh, a preview of the likely first round scenario in a few weeks, so be no, careful I with your friends. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, 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 on, I honestly don't feel good about my, my the pulling away from you this week. I think we're going to be pretty close. Um, and then I think I play. I think I actually play Mike next week, and uh, he gave me my biggest uh, whooping of the season early on in the season. So it's uh, we've got a couple of tough stretch here, and I do close it out with the damage and. And the Cardinals, and so it's. I don't, I don't. I honestly don't even feel like I have a playoff spot locked up. I, I mean, I should be able to hold off. I should be able to hold off one of them. But going head to head with, uh, you know, with Mike, Matt, and, and Bill down the stretch, and anything could really happen here. I mean, I, I, my team has to hold on to. Yeah, to, to, I don't know if. Uh, I don't know if, Scott, if, if you have a strong. Uh, yes. Would the league frown upon me just booking illegal lineups all next week so either the Cardinals damage them make the playoffs? Would, they, would that be frowned upon? <laughs> I think pro- I think probably. All right. Just wondering. Yeah. <laughs> just throw that one out there. You could probably figure out a way to still lose without, you know, having a uh, 
Yeah, that's a good point. Legal lineup. You got you got a lot of you know young guys and stuff. I am on vacation next week. You know, it's possible I just forget to set a couple lineups. You know, it's it's (laughs) gonna happen. Could happen. Nick, Nick, I I don't know if you're keeping an eye on the score tonight. The Gins have taken a commanding a commanding seven three lead in our matchup. So I I I trust I am making you nervous right now. Yeah, seven three. Oh wow. I I I looked just before we came on and and it was uh. Five four one general, so something something must have happened in the last few uh, minutes. Yeah, Not... yeah, the gents hit one home run, and that basically turned. Oh, out okay, that's one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there's a lot of really close statistics this week, so it's it's yeah. going to come down to the wire. If we did face in the playoffs, I would is uh it'd be it'd be fun, Scotty, if we if that's how it turns out. So. That's 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 the trajectory at the moment. We'll, we'll we'll see where it ends up. But you 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 came into the week eighteen matchup against the gens actually on fire, really winning your last five contests i think uh to be fair <laughs> so, for, to, to be fair yeah um we, for, we all uh, did scotty we all did for four four of those came against the south division clubs and the killer cars yeah um hey, one came one, you, one was against the cardinals so that's yeah 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 right right that's that's your that's your your key win there but you you, you as just just as you say, you did edge the Cardinals in in you know in East Division grudge match essentially. Do you do you do you have a number one rival in the East, which is of course a, a really tough division top to bottom? You know, just a matchup yeah. that just feels bigger than others, no matter when it occurs during the season. Um, yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if I call it a rival, but I don't. I, Honestly, that all three teams are all three teams are so good. It's always a, a big matchup. Um, I mean, I think Bill as sort of like the <laughs> always comes off as the villain of the league. Even though I think we get along pretty well, and we've actually made a lot of a lot of trades considering we're in the same division. But I do. Bill's always been this kind of standard bearer. So if I, if I can come away with a win against Bill, I always feel really good about my team. And um, you know, it's. This year, this is a weird, I feel like this year it's, it's so strange. We played, and maybe it's always this way, but you know, I start off the season against Mike and Bill, and, and haven't played them again. And it's gonna, it's, it's gonna be such a long time. And back when I started off, and when you know somehow Mike swept me ten nothing, uh, I was thinking, oh, maybe I'm gonna go for the number one pick this year. And and suddenly my guys playing better, <laughs> and, and now I'm right there in a, in a playoff spot. So um, yeah, it, it, yeah, I'm excited to to play the go back and and play the division guys again. And I played the Cardinals a few weeks ago, but, um, you know, if I can sh- yeah. do a better showing against Mike this time and, and pull one out against Bill, I'd feel really good heading into the playoffs. Well, in, in kind of in those terms, we, we just blazed past the, the BDL trade deadline, of course. And, and while maybe you might not have been the most aggressive club at the deadline necessarily, you've been quite busy all year on, on the trade market. In fact, you didn't blink an eye at the idea of trading a, a, a top, 15 prospect um, to the Vipers for Robbie Grossman and Kyle Gibson. Of course, you picked up Joey Gallo from the Killer Cars and multiple other assets. What since around like the end of May, first of June, something like that. So clearly, I mean, I think you know your eyes are on the big prize this this season and and looking at the landscape of the likely 2021 playoff bracket and considering the moves that you've made this summer. Just what what do you think your playoff odds are? Um, I mean, I I, I wouldn't put them at any better than twenty percent, just because I think there's I mean, Brian and Mike. I think are just heavy heavy favorites going into the playoffs. Their teams are stacked. 
Um, 20% is honestly probably too high because with, with the odds that they have. Um, I tried to make, I, I, while I'm going forward, I want to make sure I make the playoffs this year. I tried to make most of my moves with an eye of also future years ahead. You know, guys like Gallo, he's still young. The, the, the Vipers trade was was probably the one that was most out of character. I, I think I sold low on Bladey, even though I know you said he's a top 15 prospect. A, a lot of guys are starting to be down on him. He's been struggling. So I wanted to still try and get some value as much as I could um, while he was still on those prospect lists. I've seen him to start to drop a little bit. So that, that was probably why I did trade Bladey, even though he had, you know, he does have a, a really good, um, you know, Esther kind of backdrop to, to him. Um, but most of the other trades, I, tr- I tried to still stay young. I did give up some guys who I felt like I could replace, you know, the trade for Jake McGee, where I, you know, I traded with the chicks yep. and gave them up Acosta and Acuna. I mean, they're, they're guys that are just so far away. Felt like there was other 16, 7 journals that you can kind of just pick up on the wire. So those moves I didn't hate making. Um, you know, the, the one that was the, the toughest trade was probably the one with Joe, you know, at least pre, you know, during the season where I gave up Kalenic and Luciano for Devers. Um, Devers a guy I've been trying to get for a long time. Uh, he's, I just think he's he's a stud. He's a he's a Red Sox. It's just a guy I've been really trying to get, and um, you know I, I felt like he would help me this year. And he's only like you know 23, 24. So the in season trades I was really keeping an eye on, trying to win this year, but also you know would would help me in the future as well. Um, but we'll we'll see how that works out because it, it it can certainly backfire quick if a few of those prospects I I traded off turn into and superstars. I was offended not to get an offer from you at the deadline for Verdugo. Yeah, I, I thought I I made it. I made you some offer like last minute. I was I you said it wasn't aggressive. I didn't get as much done as I wanted to, and maybe it was just the I had some roster constraints um, that I was trying to figure figure out how to work around. But I, I made, made offers to every, almost everybody. I think I made a trade an offer to to Mike that included. He probably laughed off when I offered him something <laughs> for Trey Turner. Um, but there was a few things. I was just trying to make my roster work. And, and Verdugo, as I, I looked at our rosters, and I just c- couldn't couldn't uh, come up with something. But Plus, I also already had too many Red Sox players on my team. I like rooting, I like having them on my team. But it's, if you have too many, it's, if they play a down week or they have some rainouts, it can really get you in the playoffs. But. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's the thing. I, I don't think a lot of people understand in, you know, they uh, – you know, when, when they, when they sit down to look at formulating an offer to you and taking your, your, you know, real world allegiances into consideration, like, you know, I, I get offers all the time, all the time that include since Cincinnati Reds players. And I, I, let me just set the record straight right now. I don't give a flying flip (laughs) about trading for a Cincinnati Red. I I just, you know, if, if it makes sense, Fine, that's great, no problem. I'll 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 pull the trigger, but there there is no there is no uh, preference given. Mm-hmm. You know, I the only the only thing on my mind is winning a BDL championship, and I, I am not going to roster um, you know six Reds. Yeah, yeah. You know, just to make myself feel uh, more comfortable trying to do it. Uh, and I'll, I'll ship one away just as quickly. So anyone thinking of that, you know, if it makes sense, make the offer. Uh, don't 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 offer me a red just because you think I'm going to um, buy high on your on your red. Okay, don't. As you Thank said you. on the forum, Scotty, you you you'd be okay rostering 28 murderers as long as you got your title. So I think yeah. all day, every positive. day, seven yeah, days a week. That pretty much tells you what you're looking at. Yeah. 
I don't care what team yep. they're on. Can they put up? Can they put up numbers? I don't care who they play for. Yep, yep. Well, Kevin, you um, you know, you haven't made a, a deep playoff run, and and by deep, I mean all the way to the video finals since 2013, when you narrowly lost the championship to Crawford. Yeah. I think that was a six, four loss. If Sounds I right. yeah. remember looking yeah. at that. Can't believe, like I can't that. believe it's already been eight years, but yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. This, it, it was a close <laughs> contest and it's been eight, eight long seasons. Something, yeah, uh, something, I, you know, I, I've experienced that too. You know, after my first visit to the finals in 2007, it was seven years until getting back there in 2014. And it was an excruciating wait. Um, do you appreciate that playoff run more now that it's sunk in just how difficult it is to get back to the finals? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, at, at that time, I mean, it had been a few, I'd been in the league for a few years and, and knew it was tough to get there. I mean, there, there's so many good teams and so many good owners in this league and the head to head makes it just that much more random too. So even if you have the best team, you can have a bad week. Um, so I, I know, I knew it was hard to get there, but I thought the time that I had made moves that were going to put me in position for a few years to be really good. Um, and, you know, I think the next year I was as a decent team. And then, you know, the next year after that, I was probably rebuilding again because some things just didn't work out as, as I thought. So I, I really do appreciate it. There's been a couple teams since I've had, that I've had since then that I thought were going to be really good. And, you know, I think probably 2019 or maybe 2018 where, uh, you know, I, th I thought I did have one of the better teams in the league and I still missed the playoffs because it was going up against Matt, <laughs> Bill and Mike. And I think my, you know, my record was probably the fifth or sixth best in the league. Um, it's just so hard to even make the playoffs in, in, in this league in general, but specifically our division that at any time. And that's why this year, you know, before the season, I was really thinking I was still rebuilding. I traded off some, you know, some good veterans, um, thinking I was rebuilding. And then when I got after that, a, a good start after the Mike matchup, I'm like, you know what, I got to go for it because you just never know. And if you sit back and wait on your prospects to develop, you'll you'll be waiting and waiting and waiting. So yeah, so kind of along those lines, do do you think your team building strategy really has changed from lessons learned following that finals loss in in maybe a couple years? That, that that followed uh, followed that loss, maybe in a way that even you, you hope will benefit your expected hopeful playoff run this season. Yeah, I I, I think so. I think I, I honestly I've probably made some some of the same mistakes that that I made back then at times where I you, you fall in love with certain prospects and uh, I think that's what happened to me the last couple of years where you fall in love with some prospects and then they they don't turn out so you, you trade off some big names for them. And if they don't work out, then you're kind of just setting yourself back. I think this trade season, I've kind of gone that opposite route and saying, you know what, you know, these guys that I really like, you know, the Robert Hassels and even the, the Shane Bass, the guys like that, I determined, you know what, I, I'm good moving them because there's so many draft picks. You can pick up guys throughout the year that kind of fill in the depth. The, the top hundreds are changing over so much. So I think that that was the difference this year. I tried to really trade the prospects, even if they were, you know, highly regarded that first run I made, I think that was the year that I really went for it. And I ended up kicking myself afterwards. Cause I, you know, I made moves. I was trading guys who were helping me currently. So I traded, I think I traded moves yeah. bets back then and, and some other guys that were um, maybe it wasn't even that year. It was another year I was really going for it. I traded guys like Mookie best who were helping me to try and add some depth and everything. And then it just, it set me back. So I, I think this year I, I tried to, 
just not deal from deal from prospects instead of guys who are already up and contributing. So that was I think that's the biggest difference. Um, and also really just trying to stay deep in the in the lineup and making sure that all my guys contribute because it's a hole in your lineup can can really kill you as you go into the playoffs. So yeah, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the East. I've had a request to ask you what it's like to play in a, quote, real division. Uh, so the floor is yours, Kevin. All right. Well, I would say that it's it's certainly challenging and it make, it brings out the best in, in you. You have to, every move you, you make, you, you know that if you don't do it properly, you're going to be struggling. And I mean, it. I think, to, I mean, even like I said, you know, there's three weeks to go. I, I've got a fairly comfortable position in the division, but knowing that I have to come down the stretch against Bill, Matt, and Mike, I, I mean, I could go three and 27 if, if, if I don't, if I don't play the matchups right and, and things break wrong. So um, it, it's, it, it's very fun though. I mean, honestly, like every, every matchup, I know that there's in my division, guys aren't going to be leaving people on the bench that they shouldn't be. They're paying, everyone's paying attention. They're all trying to, and I've been trying to get Bill to trade out for the last three years. I, <laughs> I don't know how many trades to, to try and get some of his top talent. I've offered him all my young prospects trying to just like Bill go away. And he's always on the, he's, he's thought about it multiple times and he's like, Nope, you know, I'm still my, I'm still there. And he, and he is, I mean, he, he, he's got a little bit of an uphill battle right now, but it would not shock me to see him get in the playoffs, even though I, you know, he's a team that is, you know, tinkering on selling, selling out at times. Um, you know, I just, and, and honestly, I, I know some people have had their issues with Bill, but I think he's, he's been great to always talk trade with and, you know, just talk to and, and, uh, you know, Mike and Matt are the same thing. Um, you know, they, we 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 sometimes have like little you know division chats between each other between each other and and just thinking about you know where things are going throughout the league and it's just a, it's a good group of guys we're all very competitive um, I think we're you know good good baseball minds and um, but it's it's I think it's I, I think if I was in another division I may have I probably would have had another trip or two to the the finals just because you know the luck gets you into the playoffs in some of those years and once you get in the playoffs you. Uh, you know, anything can happen, but it's it's such a battle to even make the playoffs in the in the East right now that it's uh, it's challenging. Here, here are a few just quick quick facts about the state of the BDL in relation to the East Division. Three of the top four teams in the BDL power ranking at this moment are from the East. Three of the top four teams in the league wide standings are from the East. Three of the top six teams in the breakdown ranking are from the East. <laughs> uh, by the way, the same three East teams appear in those slots, the Rockets, Double Downs, and Cardinals. The damage having a, well, by their standards anyway, a little bit of a down year, but obviously the defending champ, uh, BDL champion Rockets call the East home. Now, I, I come from the old, uh, the old East division pre-alignment in the BDL, which was just as exhausting, you know, where you mm -hmm. had to scratch and claw your way to every single win against the Bulldogs and Rockets and Epidemic. And going back even further than that, the Berserkers, there's a, an OG name. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I get it. I mean, I, I'm fat and happy now in the South, <laughs> but but I, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, others in the league, you know, who maybe haven't had to run through that gauntlet twice a year, every year, and in the postseason – probably don't get it. So you, you've kind of 
a little bit answered this question already, but just to kind of drill down a little more, paint a picture for those guys. What what does that that year round, even in the off season, that year round mental marathon look like? Feel like to just stay competitive yeah. in the East and in the video. I mean, you just always have to be active. If you sit back and you know don't make moves, you're falling backwards. You know, you you can't just stay there and assume, oh, the other teams around me are getting worse. Or you know, I it, you know, it's not like the the Patriots in the AFC East back in the day where you know they know the Jets, the Bills, and the Dolphins are are gonna suck and and they're gonna mm-hmm. walk into the playoffs and just have to get ready for the AFC Championship game. I mean, you have to you have to battle year round and. You know, if you make that decision to to sell off, you almost have to go all in and you know really rebuild because as soon as you take that step backwards, you're it's going to be a couple of years before you can you know get back up to the top because you know Mike he he'll make a lot of trades, but I don't think he's ever you know rebuilt. Bill, same thing. And since Matt's been in the league, he's just he's so solid and, and such a smart baseball guy that I don't really see him rebuilding anytime soon either. So, I mean, I've had to undergo a couple of rebuilds just because if you and I'm, I'm in the mindset, I, I want to if I'm not going to go for it all, I don't want to be third in the division and out in the first round yep. for three straight years. Yep. I don't think that I, I, I want to go for the championship. So if, if I'm not, if I don't I mean, I honestly consider this year, you know, coming into the deadline i was like you know what i'm if if it if i'd been better last year there would have been a chance i could have considered trading out um because i i just don't know if the rockets and and crawford can be be beat this year and you know making some of those trades is going to make it just that much harder next year but um i just i don't know i i I like my team i think that's part of it i I like the, the players on my team i like the talent I think they're in the right week. I can I can beat the Rockets in in, in Crawford, but it's it's not gonna be it's not gonna be easy. So, yeah, Mike, Mike, why don't you uh, why don't you take that question as well? Yeah, for me, the East is just it's it's a pain in the ass, honestly. But <laughs> it's it also forces you to constantly be looking at your club. Like my team, I've been hell bent on I don't know, for the past decade or so. I refuse to let this team get old. I just will not allow it because I know that if I ever do, it's going to take me years to get back to where I was. So each and every off season, I take my roster, I throw it onto an Excel spreadsheet, I put their ages on it, and I try to get back 28 years in age on my team. So basically, I always want the average age on my roster to be 27, 28, 29. I just I refuse to let it get old. Because I know in this division, if you ever get really bad, it's going to take you years to catch up. So to be honest, playing in a, in, in a division like this is almost helpful because it, it it forces you to have good habits in the running of your club. If I was playing in a division like, I don't know, the South, <laughs> I literally could have not made a trade this year, not done an ad drop. I could have literally just set my roster all year and not had any problems winning the bloody division. But that that's not useful because your team's not going to get any better that way. It's it's imperative in a league like ours that you are constantly tinkering and constantly trying to find ways to make your team better. And probably just as importantly, constantly trying to find new talents because a lot of the top prospects in the game are not guys that we draft. They're guys that we claim off waivers. Uh, like I got Bo Bichette off waivers. I claimed him 
on opening day and Easter. And in hindsight, I'd like to still have him on my team. I, I got yeah, to hey. Carlos Staten off off waivers as a prospect. Like there's a bunch of guys that are there are superstars in our league that we didn't draft that we just found them. And whenever you can find free talent like that, you need to take that opportunity. And in a division like the East, if you're not doing that, you're gonna you will find yourself way behind sooner or later. I have a great example of that on my roster right now too. My quit Maryfield was was a yep. was a free agency pickup. Yep. I just picked it there were a couple what maybe well maybe three seasons ago now. Just picked him up. Yep. I, I needed a plug plug in that week and 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 uh, you know now here here he is and so yep. Yeah. And to Mike's point, I mean, I think that I know we haven't won like every championship, but I think the most years someone from our division is, is in it's the, the final. final. And yep. I think that's a big part of it is that you you can't just get happy and make the playoffs in our division. You have to be a really good team and then you're you're already playoff ready when you get there because if if you've made the playoffs in the east, you're you're deep and you've got yeah. you know, high high talent on there. So for sure, and not and well, not, not in to rub your stat. You know, you gave the stats of the top three teams were in the East where where they stood. I mean, Bill, who sits in fourth in our league, is still better than everybody in the South. And if things broke right, hey, 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 record wise, record wise, sorry, I'll, I'll clarify, record wise, whether he actually is better or not. But his record yeah, he's is, better. Still, is better than everyone in the South. And if things if things if things broke in the in a certain way this week, he could be top of everybody in the north as well so it, it's uh the east is this year more than i mean every year it's strong this year it seems just like it's it's really uh gone to a different level so what and, and honestly uh, not, and honestly not to keep going on but I, I i'm really shocked where i am in this position i mean before the, the season you know i did i traded mike springer i made yeah. potentially one of the worst trades i've made all year in trading or in I don't know, 10 plus years in trading Otani. There's a couple other veterans that I traded off for, you know, prospects and, um, you know, thinking that it was the Cardinals and Rockets and even damage were were so good that it was going to be tough to make the playoffs. So I was, I was getting young, but luckily some of those prospects have hit and and really helped me out this year. Um, But I, I, I'm, it's, I'm surprised where I am right now. Now that I've gotten there and I made some other moves and solidified things, I feel pretty good about the team, but coming into the season, I, clearly didn't have the, the expectations that I have have right now. So well before before today's interview, uh, Kevin, Mike and I discussed an all-time list of the most hard luck, heartbroken BDL clubs and the the basis of that list was uh, to to uh, categorically discuss several BDL veteran led teams and determine which team is the quote-unquote Buffalo Bills of, of the BDL, if, if you will, the, the close but no cigar club, you know. Yeah. Um, in fact, that's what we called it, uh, Buffaloed in the BDL. And for you, <laughs> Kevin, I have both bad news and a spoiler alert. Uh, you you did make the list. All right. <laughs> I figured that out. Uh, in, in fact, that list... Um, that list was the Killer Cars, the mm. Elevation, the Amish Brotherhood, the Double Downs, and the Woo. Mm. Essentially, the legacy owners uh, and teams in the league. Um, Not one at all. Who have yet who have yet to win a trophy. Yep. Um, so after some discussion, uh, we actually eliminated the Double Downs 
pretty quickly. Uh, so you didn't uh, you didn't even advance to the finals of that uh, of that bracket, which is I guess not something you would want to. Uh, that was <laughs> yeah. between the elevation and the killer cars, and that nod was given to the elevation. So uh, hmm. although you have led kind of a buffaloed existence in the BDL from time to time, yeah, you're not the king of Buffalo Kingdom here. So at least there's that. That Applause. is true, yeah. Well, I don't know which way I'd rather go because you know, part of the reason I think cars, at least the cars specifically, and the elevation maybe, are that they've been that you know top team or top two teams heading into the playoffs probably on multiple occasions and didn't pull it out, which is tough. You know, I've been been there once or twice and uh, you know haven't pulled it out, but I, they're the, I mean the cars have you know had a couple down seasons now, but you know back when I joined the league, the cars just every year were you know, one of the top yep. two or three teams, they could just didn't, couldn't get over the top. So, I, I mean, as, as much as people give the Bills crap, it is it's still a pretty impressive record to make the Super Bowl four straight years. That, that's that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, well, one of the uh, one of the statistics um, that we discussed earlier was that the Cars uh, still boast the second most playoff appearances in the history of the league. Really? Wow. Um, yeah. 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 Poor Johnny. But yeah. <laughs> Everybody laughs whenever they say that. You ever notice that? Ah, poor Johnny. Ah. <laughs> well, he's also like, and, and I feel like in the last few years, the, yeah, in the last few years, I feel like it's kind of gone the opposite way too, where he seems like his team should be. So he has, he's yes. like all these top prospects and this, yep. all this like talent. And just now instead of, you know, getting the playoffs and not getting there, he's just not quite getting to the playoffs yeah. either. But I still look at his team sometimes and think, how is he not better? I thought two years ago they were on the verge of greatness. Yeah, and yeah. and I and I'm not sure what exactly happened, but that I think it was the 2019 team. They just looked like stacked, and they were going to be that way for a long time. Yeah, and then I'm not sure if he made a bunch of moves or just a bunch of guys just got hurt. I'm not sure what happened, but that team on opening day looked amazing. And yeah, I think I it's got to be. That. I think it's got to be either in, injuries or bad luck with prospects not panning out or something. Cause unlike Joe, Johnny doesn't seem like he, he blows it up. He makes moves, but he doesn't seem to blow yeah. it up like the Amish do, but he, yeah. he you know, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm still shy. I, I always, even when I play Johnny now, I'm still, I still assume he's going to beat me. And I think he did. He's my, probably my last loss that I've had this season. I've done it, I think in the last, you know, I don't know, 12 weeks or something. I think I only have one loss and it came against Johnny. So he's, mm-hmm. he's, he knows, he knows what he's doing. He just, yeah. I don't know. It's not the bad luck. I think he's got some bad luck. Yeah. Well, just to round that in, into a question, uh, Kevin, when when you look at your club and you think about where you've been and where you are now, do, do you view the double downs as a hard luck club or or one that just hasn't found the right combination in the right year yet? Or how do you how do you view your place in BDL history? Yeah, I, it, it's I think it's just honestly more that I haven't found the right combination. I, I mean, I do think that year against Crawford where I lost in the finals, I did have some bad luck. I, I had, I think just based on how the, the schedule and he had a bunch of pitchers that had two starts and almost all my guys happened to pitch on like the the Sunday before our matchup. So my top starters all got in one start. And, you know, I, I thought, I thought my team stacked up really well that year. I felt really good and I just, you know, got inched out. Um, in that finals um most of the other years i just think it's it has hasn't i've been slightly off of something or i you know i made made a one bad trade or you know couldn't quite make the trade that i that would have put me over the top um i don't remember too many matchups where it was really just you know bad bad luck i mean i think 
being in the East is, is maybe bad luck. Um, but the, the, I don't feel like I've had, you know, I haven't had players that I thought were going to be superstars that, you know, uh, just, you know, blew out their arm and never played again or anything. Um, I just, I don't, I don't know. It, it's, I, I feel like I'm right there. I make, I, I, I like my roster most years and it's just quite, not quite finding that right combination to, to make me the, the top team in the league. But it, I, I do think it's coming. I mean, it, it, this, this year, as I say, is going to be really tough because I think there are just two, two really, really good teams, but it, you know, a few, few tweaks in the off season or, you know, the right breaks even in this playoffs. And, and I, I think we can, we can, We'll we'll get there sooner rather than later. We're we're not going to be, uh, you know, a, a team. We're not going to be the Charles Barkley or Patrick Ewing of the of the BDL. We're we're going to get a title. Oh, oh first you, the Bill Ewing jokes. Patrick Ewing cop. My God, he's got the he's Ewing trying, jokes. You guys are trying to kill me. You guys are trying to kill me. Yeah, All um, right, well, Kevin, as we uh, wrap wrap this up, uh, of course, moment of truth here. Um, what is your BDL championship prediction for this year? Who who takes it home? I'd love to say me. I I think, though, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Crawford, and I'm gonna feel like I had a part a part in that because <laughs> I gave him Otani, Otani to tease. Uh, if I look back, I think there's some other players that I've given him that he still has that uh, I regret. Yeah. I, Tatis, though, I don't know. Some of it comes down. If Tatis's injury does, if, if Tatis doesn't get healthy again, if he's if he's unable to go, then I think Mike takes it. I, yeah. I think Tatis is such a different maker, difference maker that um, if, if he isn't able to play and that shoulder continues to give him issues, I think the the Rock can pull it out. But Tatis is healthy. Brian's team is just so deep. He's got power, speed you know exciting player just I, I i like his team a lot who did you get back in that to two straight kevin i remember you when you were you were talking to him and i remember you bounced that one off of me as well yeah i really like that trade for you yeah i it, i mean i that's although it's looking much better than the as as good as satis is is looking much better than the otani trade right now um i got back bogarts i got back uh kalenic who i ended up trading into turning into devers um, I got Kyle Lewis. The the one the, I got a couple other pieces. The 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 one piece that really has burned me was uh, Victor Robles, who yes. kind of I ended up having to almost just sell off. I mean, I got some draft picks from from Joe, but the I mean, ha- having Bogarts and Kalenic and I mean Lewis has been hurt this year. There, I think there was one other guy in the in the package. So somehow yeah. I think I gave him a first round pick in the trade, that, which I um, I think I still wonder how that ended up happening. But yeah, um, yeah the. That that trade, I think it's helped me because Bogarts has been good, and um, yeah. you know Kalenic became became even a better prospect after after it all. Yeah. So that that one, as much as I love watching Tatis and I hate not having him on my team, I don't know if that one's going to go down in history as as bad as the Otani one. I think that's a good trade, honestly, because if you got back Bogarts and another piece that you got in that trade turned turned into Devers, yeah, I, I would gladly trade Tatis right now for Bogarts and Devers because Devers is what 23, 24 years old. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, 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 People don't I, appreciate just how great that guy is. And, you know, as a Jays fan, having to watch that guy, like he is really friggin' good. Yeah, he um, is. So is Tatis. I don't know. I, I'm. <laughs> I, I think just knowing that I could have had a team. That I think my team this year. It may, maybe I wouldn't be as good if I hadn't made some of those trades, but the Otani, the, honestly, the Otani hurts. Otani hurts. hurts. Yes. And, and the funny thing yes. is, at the time, I ran that by people too, and people were like, "Oh, yeah. you got to do it." Because I, I mean, I got Luciano back 
yeah. in that trade. And I got, um, I think that was Blade. So I think I got Blade and, and Luciano in that trade. Yeah. And I did end up using Luciano to help me get, you know, Devers as well. But like, yeah, just, I just had everything I you know, was reading about Otani is like, oh, his, his arm can't hold up and they don't know what they're going to do with them. And yeah. Just nobody saw like this coming, Kevin. Nobody saw this just, coming. Just at blew all. up. Yeah. So. Yeah. No one saw that coming. How the Angels didn't see that coming either. Like that's just. Yeah. You know, and I could see Brian trading him for a king's ransom in the off season and him turning into a pumpkin next season. Like, yeah, I, it's I certainly possible. I, I, mean, I could see that happening. Yeah, certainly on the pitching side. I don't know if he's going to hold up long term, but his his bat seems to have just gone to another level this year. So yeah. But, yeah. no, Test them for I mean, PDs. That's what I say. Test them for PDs. Let's get them. <laughs> yeah. So. Get that boy tested. Yeah. Uh, Mike, your your Blue Jays dominated my, my Red Sox tonight, though. So that yeah, was, I, saw, uh, I saw that. I saw that. Rough. Yeah, the Sox have been having a rough little patch they've been on here now, haven't they? Yeah, they they didn't do anything. You know, they didn't make major moves at the deadline, and everyone else around them did. I mean, hopefully Schwarber gets back and healthy and can, can help yeah. him, but they're – and, and sale coming back would be would be huge for the for the Sox, yeah. but we'll, we'll see what. Were you surprised there. that they didn't do more at the deadline? I, I mean, I was. I don't know. I I, mean, I, I was surprised. I, I guess is the word. I thought they would do more. I was on the fence about what I wanted them to do because, I, I mean, not quite similar to to my team, but I did think that. I don't think they're the best team in the league. I mean, I just think the the Dodgers are are so good. The Astros and the White Sox, and. Yeah, I just think there's a lot of really good teams in the league, and the Red Sox are. While they're ha- they were having a good year, I, I still think there are a couple pieces short that they would have had to just sell the farm for to to really become mm-hmm. that top team. Yeah. So I, I wasn't willing to go all in, but I would have. I just think some of the prices for these top guys that went, I, I thought they were, ended up being so low that the Red Sox mm-hmm. should have been able to get. I mean, yeah. Chris Bryant and Rizzo, that the, the talent that those that. Cubs on they made a, they got a couple of prospects back, but not nothing that just blew me away that I yeah. felt like the Red Sox couldn't compete with it. So yeah, agreed. I'm with you on that. Yeah, I mean your your Blue Jays gave up the the probably the best package for Barrios, for Barrios yeah. uh, that, yeah. that 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 went anything. I mean the Dodgers gave up a decent amount to get back Scherzer and yeah. uh, Turner, but they also just got this. You know, it's a crazy return. So yeah, they really did. But they really did. I, I, I'm I, a little I, just, I couldn't believe how many of the mid tier guys went back for prospects that you know are. We wouldn't get anything for in the BDL, <laughs> or aren't even rostered, or aren't even rostered in the BDL. Yeah. So, I know it's different when there's salaries and everything else in there, but you know, the, how many guys? I was looking at the prospects that got traded, and I'm like, oh, wow, these guys aren't even owned anywhere, and every prospect's owned in the BDL. Yeah, that was surprising to see with a couple of those trades, certainly. Yeah. I just want to be out fun to those of you. Good, I just want to point out the general still are still leading the double downs uh, as we speak. <laughs> yeah, Six three one. Six three one. Okay. Well, we, since, since we started, then the, it, uh, we're getting round. closer. So. Yeah. <laughs> by, hopefully by Sunday, it's even closer. So, well, Scott, uh, you got your division. Uh, you got your division and playoff spot wrapped up. Yeah. You, you gotta give, give me this, and I know, I know you want Bill out of the playoffs too. You don't want to give him a, that opening to make a run in the final three weeks. <laughs> I don't care. I'm going to run the table when I get there anyway. Oh jeez. <laughs> Oh, jeez. This is the problem with playing in the South. You think every win is an easy win. Like, oh, but I'm going to beat all these guys. Look what I've done this year. Okay, I'm 200 against everybody else, but I'm demolishing this division. Yeah, it, no, but it, in, in seriousness, it, it would be it would be quite the story uh, if the damage do miss the playoffs. 13 straight seasons. 13 yeah. straight 
seasons in the playoffs. Um, just incredible. Um, just, just incredible. But I think uh, my streak would become the longest streak if his gets ended. I think. Uh, I haven't missed the playoffs in a long time. So probably I wouldn't be too. You wouldn't be too far behind me. Yeah, I don't think so. And and honestly, in the South, you're never going to miss the playoffs again. So that streak's going to come forever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I am I am never supporting realignment. I'm also on record as that as well. Yeah, don't play, don't blame you. Jeez. <laughs> so, so Scotty hasn't told anyone, but he's actually been running Brent's team for the last five years. <laughs> oh gosh, he would do a better job. He would do a better job. <laughs> well, Even by yeah, accident, except for Scotty wants to make sure that uh, that Brent's you know, nowhere near him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now the da- the da- the damage are, are doing well this year uh, this week against Brent, so they're they're going to make a run. If yeah, oh, I do need I need to I need to close that gap because right now Cardinals and damage would make up some ground on me if we ended up in where we're at. So. Uh, pretend you're playing problem, me last Kevin. week, Scotty. Scotty, <laughs> just just do me a favor and pretend you're playing me, okay? And just just fold we're up gonna, just like you did fold up like you did oh, to me yeah. last week. <laughs> I, I we're, we I'm I'm pulling the plug on this. We're done, uh, Kevin. It was great to have you on the show. Well, it was great to be on the show, and uh, look look forward to uh, you know being on there again sometime soon. I'm glad you guys have picked up the show this year. It's been it's been good listening. So, absolutely, yeah. We'll we'll be back in touch. We'll have you on for sure uh, uh, before you know it. Yeah, and, I'll be happy to be uh, on yeah, when, I, when, I knock, when I when I knock when I when I knock Mike out in the playoffs. Let's let's have a, a regroup. Uh, you know what? You might be able to co-host that week because I mean, I'm, I'm not be on here. <laughs> Emergency pod. <laughs> Emergency pod. We lost oh, Mike. We know right. where he is. <laughs> all right. All right. Hey, thanks, Kevin, g- good luck down the way. All right. You too, guys. Have a good one. All right, buddy. Talk to you later. All right, bye. Kevin! All right, Kevin. Great interview. Thanks for joining the show. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Definitely we'll have you back uh, here here pretty soon. Not too long, Mike. We're going to end up uh, having run through the entire, I think, slate of BDL owners this year. Mm-hmm. We've uh, really been on a tear. Only have a few uh, few guys left before, before everyone has made an appearance on the inside pod here in, here in 2021. So uh, nice little pace we're cutting. But yeah. Uh, but, uh, yep, yep, guys, hope you enjoyed the show this week. Again, we will be back before you know it. Uh, BDO playoffs just around the corner. Can't wait to talk about some of the uh, storylines uh, rolling into the playoffs and and, and uh, really take a look at, at those things and, and, uh, and uh, hope we can avoid a repeat for the Rockets so that we don't have to hear. Uh, my gosh, I can't even begin to fathom. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Three times, three times, three. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Hell, I'll be oh, annoying yeah. if I win again. I'm already yeah. having, having nightmares of this. Yeah, I will have to have a new co-host. But I don't in any you. case. <laughs> Gosh. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks for checking out the show again. Uh, hey, you know, again, you have any uh, any content suggestions, any 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 questions for a mailbag that you want to throw at us? Just uh, hit us up. We'll work something in. If you have an if you want to be on the show, you have an idea for a segment. We'd love to hear it. You know, we're always sort of knocking ideas around and brainstorming uh, things to talk about on the show. So uh, we, we'd love to hear from you if you have any thoughts on that as well. But uh, 
Uh, We will see you guys next time. Mike, take care, buddy. Take care. See you guys.